Yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, so a little different setup this morning. Uh, and I know sometimes people come in and they go, oh, man, I'm leaving. <laughs> and some people go, yeah. Um, but I wanted just to set the stage. Um, first things I want you to notice is actually what's behind you, the tables with the little lights. Um, and there are people there. It's easy to get into a mode where we just go to church. We go, we sit, we listen, we go home. We're trying to figure out how to be the church. And part of that is ministering to each other and responding and listening to Jesus. And so it's a little more informal this morning because we wanted to kind of create, some of you maybe had this in your families where you got a piano in the living room or the family room and somebody's good at playing that piano. And when somebody sits down to play, people kind of gather and come around it and you start maybe singing together. Um, but if you think about our lives too, we like to sing for significant moments, don't we? Anybody think of one that we do every year? Usually you get a cake and candles and we sing to each other. We also sing when we say goodbye to people. And sometimes we wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning and what's in our head? A song. God did this. God made this thing with music. And did you know that we have a singing God? It says he sings over you. I noticed this week, um, thinking about this morning, the two gospel authors, Matthew and Mark, note a moment when Jesus sang. Do you know that moment? It's when he had just served Passover to his disciples, and he is about to go and do something for you and for the whole world. And in the most difficult moment that he's about to face, it says, it's in Matthew and Mark, you can find it. They sang a hymn together and then they went out. And where was he going to go out? Garden of Gethsemane, arrest, trial, crucifixion, death. They sang together. So we wanna do that today. And I want to encourage you to just open your heart and to listen. And if at any moment during the service, and you can usually tell, you know when the Lord is coming after you, or if it's unfamiliar to you, usually for me, my heart starts pounding and it's all I can think about. <laughs> it may be that you see somebody, and I want you to know that as those people are standing at those tables, they're praying for you right now. They're, they're going to be watching this room and praying the whole time. But there may be a moment where you think, you know what, I need to go and just ask for prayer. Or I need to go confess something that's just eating me alive. Those tables are there for that. And we love you to uh, sing with us. Listen if you want to listen. Um, stand against the wall somewhere. Sit where you're seated. It doesn't matter. But we want to pursue Jesus together. Um, we want to sing with heaven this morning. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you just for this mystery of music and the beauty of how you, um, Lord, you can, you can reach our hearts uh, sometimes in ways that don't involve maybe an academic or intellectual exercise, Lord. You like to sneak in through the back door uh, with things like music and art. And God, it's a form of worship. It's not the only type of worship. All of our lives are to be worshiped, but Lord, we are choosing to engage this morning. We think of the psalmist who said, sing to the Lord a new song. We think of in Ephesians where it says, make melody in your hearts and sing to the Lord. Speak to one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. So God, as we do that this morning, meet us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 1 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. 
That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness cannot overcome it.
I'm ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And because my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of armies. And then one of the angels flew to me. In his hand was a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. And he touched my mouth with it and said, now this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for. Genesis chapter 3 will read no you will certainly not die the serpent said to the woman in fact God knows that when you eat it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil the woman saw the tree was good for food and delightful to look at and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom so she took some of its fruit and ate it she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it and the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. And out of Romans 5, verse 12, it says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death spread to all people, because all sin. It's interesting that this thing that happened thousands and thousands of years ago still affects us today <laughs> that this decision that was made by our great 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 times a lot grandparents um, that we still experience the mess of the fall of sin and um, and so what we're going to do we're going to take communion today and so those who are going to be serving communion if we could kind of just prepare to, to pass that um, but what we're going to do now is just to um, just to have some time to reflect, uh, to confess, to repent, to say, Jesus, this is the reality of my life. <laughs> I feel this reality of, of sin in my life all the time, in my relationships, in my thought life, in the way that I speak, 
and you know all these different things and just the struggle that life is sometimes and how tired I feel the aches and pains I feel in my body all of these things are realities that are because of the fall of humankind and and um, and so in view of God's mercy we can give God just open access and say God this is just the reality of my life so as they're preparing just to to pass communion They'll start doing that. And, and in this moment, I'm just going to give us some, some time just to reflect. So maybe it, it often helps me just to close my eyes so I'm not distracted. So if you want to close your eyes, you can. But um, feel free to keep them open too. But I just want to give us an opportunity to say, God, this is what's going on in my life right now. This is the mess of my life. And if I'm honest, it seems like when I try to control things and make things work, it just gets worse. I just recognize the reality of sin in my life. And so just to think back, even just over the last week and say, Jesus, this is just the stuff. These are the places, this is the mess of my life. These are the places where I messed up. Uh, this is the stuff that I've been struggling with. And just lay that out in front of him and say, Jesus, just accept your forgiveness. I accept your grace in these areas. So just spend some time with him. Let him bring things to mind and allow him to minister to your heart and just confess those things to him. Say, God, this is, this is what's going on in my life. can start to pass the, the communion right now, that'd be great. Jesus, in this moment, we just, um, like, uh, like Isaiah shares, that when we see your holiness and then we look at the reality of our lives, we're like, how do I even get to be in the building? And Jesus, we thank you just for the incredible grace that you've poured out. And even as now as we hold the, the bread and the cup in our hands, we think about your body. is my body broken for you. Take this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together. And in the same way, he took the cup and passed it saying, this is my blood. The blood of a new covenant shed for you. Let's take and drink that together. Jesus, we thank you for what you have done, something that we never could have done for ourselves. Thank you for taking the weight of sin that even just, <laughs> I just think about my own life. The weight of sin in my life is crushing. It's enough to condemn me. But Jesus, you took the sins of the whole world on your shoulders, carried them to the cross, and left them there. And we thank you that by your glorious resurrection, we know that you were the perfect sacrifice, the one who could 
make us right before a holy God and tear the veil and give us full access to your holiness, to your presence. So we just continue to celebrate this that this morning as we continue to sing.
So we're going to do something different. I want you to look at this painting. It's a very famous painting by Rembrandt. It is called The Return of the Prodigal Son. This is one of the final paintings of his life. If you look at his earlier works, he was much more defined and very bright and just edgy. And even his brush strokes as he got into older age, soft. There was a softness about what he wanted to communicate here, but just, just look at it for a minute. some point the son said I think I need to go home even if it's harsh and even if there's a cold shoulder I need to go home which would make you think that it's on us to get ourselves back to Jesus get ourselves cleaned up get ourselves ready but the story doesn't say that. The story says that the father was sitting on the porch every day, leaning, looking at the horizon, waiting. And the story even tells us that even when he was a long way off, the father saw him, got up, and ran which in that time would have absolutely been undignified. You don't do that. You disgraced yourself, old man. I don't care. I don't care. Running to him. And you can see the, the clothes of the sun. The shoes are worn through. But then the embrace of the father, the warmth of coming home, but also the darkness around. And just to the right, the older brother, arms and hands crossed in judgment. I don't like this. I don't like this. I've served. I've put in my time. Where's my party? Pharisee is always right there for each of us to think I can earn this. But the message is clear. Where is the light in the picture? Where's the focus? the embrace of the Father. So I'm gonna just actually, I, we've got the table set up for you to go to them, but I'm just gonna instruct those who are praying, just another word to be searching the room, um, looking. And I think for all of you, the Lord will highlight one or two in the room. And even if it's, if it's between you and the Lord to pray for them, do that. But I, I believe the Lord actually has some things and some verses and some words of prophecy, encouragement, exhortation that he's going to put on our people who are standing around. Because you know what they're doing? They're sitting on the porch. They're sitting on the porch and they're looking out over the room and they're seeing like who's, who's maybe thinking about coming home, who needs encouragement. Um, and so I just encourage you guys, even if it's, if it's during the time or after, find those people, um, pray those prayers, speak those words to them. But as we think about the work of Jesus on the cross and what it accomplishes for us, what we cannot do for ourselves, he gets home and he doesn't deserve it at all, but he gets a robe, he gets a ring, he gets shoes on his feet, meaning you're not a servant here, you're a family member. And the fattened calf and a party and my son was dead and now he is alive. If you've read that story at all, you know that it's an unfinished parable because it's really a story of two sons, two lost sons. The older brother is just as lost. And it's left hanging. I think it's left hanging on purpose for us to consider, Lord, where am I trying to do this on my own? Where am I trying to work and earn my salvation? Where do I just need to give up and lean into who you are? Emmanuel 
constantly praising you with our words and with our actions and our minds. So we just love you. Thank you that you have given your son for us, that we, um, through Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us and we depend upon you um, to live as your children every day. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have an amazing week.